live Boilermint you for the next hour or so. And yes, it's snowing where I am. The first snows of the season. I'm pretty sure we'll be told that something to do with climate change. No, it's actually not. It's January. It kind of normally might snow around January, February. But uh, yeah, it's snowing where I am at the moment. I hope it's not too bad where you are. But Met Aaron, by the way, are predicting a lot of snow over the country over the next few days. Temperatures will drop. Yes, it's freezing. Speaking of climate policy, just before we get into our first topic, I thought this video was funny, apart from anything else. Uh, you know that, of course, um, Eamon Ryan and the Green Party and Dublin Bus decided, in all honesty, that they would try and save the planet. And by doing that, they would buy a load of electric buses. Now, of course, the whole first scandal of this was there was nowhere to plug the buses in. But this is the funniest part of the whole thing. Play the video. So there's the electric buses. Okay. There they are plugged in. Guess what they're plugged into? You actually just couldn't. You just couldn't make this up, right? An electric bus plugged into a diesel generator. I mean, what sort of madness is that? If that's not virtue signaling, I don't know what is. It's a crazy country. And the question we're asking today is, based on what JFK said many, many years ago, as not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And we constantly complain Oh, that the government are failing when it comes to healthcare, housing, the cost of living, and more recently, of course, immigration. Yet, we are the people and seem to be doing very little, apart from going on social media, moaning about it and giving out about it, or coming on shows like this and giving out about it. And you're right, and that's the platform for you to do it as well. But God be with the days when 70,000 people back eight years ago, or is it seven years ago now for the water protest, marched down O'Connell Street. Oh, indeed. Like the Germans are doing right now, the German farmers in particular, because they're not happy with climate policy and the way it's affecting their livelihoods. And you can see a little video of the Germans there. Not a few hundred thousand out on the streets. Making it known that they're not happy. And as you can see, they're not happy. If you have seen the videos of the German tractors and buses and cities all being blocked up at the moment. But Barry White wrote for News Talk, which is really unusual for News Talk to be on one side of the fence against the government. And it was a very fair piece by Barry White. But he talks about the Taoiseach's letter to the Sunday Independent. And we're going to get to that first in relation to immigration. Now, Leo said people who come to Ireland and apply for international protection are not illegal immigrants. They have a right to stay here until the application is accepted or refused, in which case they are deported and an order is issued. There's a lot of misinformation in there. Firstly, if they enter the country with no documentation, according to RTE, those right-wing devils, RTE this week reported that 75% of people coming to Dublin Airport don't actually have any documentation. They're destroying it somewhere. But if they don't have documentation under Irish law, they are breaking the law because it is illegal to enter the state with no documentation or passport or ID, which makes them criminals, essentially, and makes them illegal. So Leo is wrong. He says, if they do not uh, leave voluntarily, this is done forcibly. Again, this is incorrect, according to Barry White as well, and according to the Irish government, because only recently the Department of Justice said they had no idea how many people were leaving the country because they give them a voluntary deportation order and they don't follow up the numbers. So they don't actually know if they leave. Leo also said that we don't have open borders, that this is a myth perpetrated by the right wing. Well, we actually do have open borders. Can somebody show me anybody anywhere in the world that would be refused entry to Ireland at this very moment in time? There isn't any, because essentially he talks about Northern Ireland being the only open border 
the majority of people coming to Ireland as asylum seekers seeking international protection are actually coming from Northern Ireland. And the rest are coming in through Dublin Airport or other ports or in the back of a truck. And they don't get refused either. So we essentially, unofficially, do have open borders. But the question I'm asking you today, and I want you to text 85 It's not the usual question, do you agree with immigration or disagree with immigration or whatever it happens to be. But are we doing enough? Because you're going to go into an election before the end of this year, most likely. You're going to vote for a political party. And most likely they're all the same. So where does that leave you? Cheated? No, that's your responsibility. That's democracy. So what you have to do is you have to force a political party or some political party to make promises to change things. Because if we all just sit here and do nothing about it, they'll all just run with their own narrative anyway, get into a, a power, go back into the, in the elections next year and do exactly the same thing again. Yes, you can go for smaller parties or independents and they may have different policies, but that's only because they want to gain your trust, I suppose. Will they change when they get into government? I hope not. But in saying that, it's up to you, the people. When we had a problem with water charges, what did the people do? They didn't go on social media and give out about it because social media wasn't as popular then anyway, eight years ago. 70,000 people went out into a country peacefully, by the way, didn't burn buses or do anything silly like that, peacefully, and walked from Parnell Square to the government buildings. The following day, we were told that we wouldn't be charged for water, more or less. So it works. Democracy works when we do it properly. So I want to know, are we doing enough as people? Let me know what you think. The number is 85 Now, joining me is Pat or Tobin, one of those smaller parties, but still becoming more popular with 4% of the of the, uh, the poll, it seems. Uh, Pat, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. How are you getting on? Good, Pat. Now, firstly, the letter Leo Varadkar wrote to the Irish Independent. A bit unusual, by the way, for a sitting Taoiseach to be writing letters to the Irish Independent to try and clarify points which he made to grip media the other day. His own letter seems to be riddled with misinformation, and yet he's not taken to task for it. Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. The Taoiseach is involved in the distribution of misinformation at the moment. You know, the government who has been, you know, warning people about the dangers of misinformation are actually the source of misinformation. And you've, you know, indicated a number of clear points where the, the letter was wrong. We in AIM2 have done an, an enormous amount of research over the last six months, and we can point to about six or seven different areas where the, the, the T-shirt was wrong. Well, point to those areas. Let, let us know the areas that you found wrong in, in yeah. his So his the, the, the t said that those people who failed the asylum process uh, would be removed forcibly if they didn't leave. But that's simply not true, because we have got a dozen uh, parliamentary questions in from the Minister for Justice, who says that only 15% of the people who have a deportation order are actually forcibly removed. And the language that she used was that she doesn't know really what happens uh, to the other 85% of the people because some of them may have self-deported, uh, but others, she doesn't know where they are. So that's a, a, a big mistake for any government to have an asylum process to differentiate between those who really need help and those who don't. And at the end, the actual, uh, the end result for all of the people, whether they fail or don't fail, is the same that they can pretty much uh, stay well, in Ireland. He, he says we have borders. a robust asylum system. I I find that difficult to read. That's the first piece of misinformation. That whole yeah. general statement that we have a robust asylum system. Um, the other yeah, point like, he makes is is about open borders. I mean, yeah, that's so ridiculous. The, the open border stuff is incredible because we again we put in a parliamentary uh, question and seventy six percent of people coming into the country are not uh, registering at uh, the ports or the airports anymore. 
they're actually registering at the International Protection Office. And when I asked which routes do they travel into the country, the Minister for Justice says she doesn't know and she doesn't ask them at that point which routes they, they travelled into the country. So they either came in, as you said, through the north of Ireland or through visas that have gone out of date, maybe working visas or holiday visas, or they've been smuggled. And we saw last week the dangers of that uh, because people are coming through into the country on, on a smuggled uh, basis at the moment. You know, But, but the, it, but the it, worst it, part it, of that is that some of those people who were smuggled in last week, thankfully they were all healthy and they turned out all to be okay, although very dangerous to take in a freezer truck. But thankfully they were all okay. But they then evaded on Garda Khanna and disappeared. Um, and the Garda Khanna statement was that they're not looking for anybody and there's no criminal investigation. And I find this bizarre that if, and we've seen this in other countries, where when you ignore this situation and you allow that to continue, it just encourages more people to want to risk their lives to do that. Whereas other countries have taken positive action and said, well, no, if we find you in the back of a truck, look, we'll help you, make sure you're healthy, we'll get you to a hospital if you need be. But as soon as everything is okay again, you're going to be deported back to the country you came from because you can't do that. That's not the way you enter Ireland. But we're not doing that. We're not sending any strong messages that Ireland is not just a free-for-all. The message we're sending is, it is a free-for-all. No, it's, it's bananas. It's illegal to come into this country and not use the uh, the application process. And yet we have a number of individuals who have come through and then have fled and not use, used the, um, the, the the proper asylum uh, process. Yeah. And yet there's been no efforts to, to pursue those individuals and make sure that they use the proper asylum process. So the government is sending a very clear message and uh, that the law is not implemented in this country. The Taoiseach also spoke about, you know, uh, criminal uh, records, for example. So, again, I've put in parliamentary questions uh, to the minister. The minister has said that the um, the only people who are checked really for criminal records are those who have a criminal record in the European Union. That's the only check. There's not in other words, if they've come to, to the attention uh, of another, another European country after they've left their own country of origin. In other words, if they have a criminal record, you know, somewhere in, I don't know, the Congo or Nigeria or Albania or Georgia or whatever, we're never going to know about it. And the, and the other point here as well is, you know, the European Union does say that people have, workers have a right to, to move. Sometimes we make the mistake to think it's the, the movement of people but it's actually the movement of workers. So people can move from one European country to another on the basis that they're going to work there. And they can spend three months, according to the law, looking for work and, and getting themselves sorted out. But after that, they're meant to actually, um, they're meant to fund themselves. The state doesn't have a responsibility to fund them. And yet we know from that horrific killing of Ashley Murphy that the, the Josef uh, Pushka had actually come to Ireland but had spent a decade on welfare. So we know that the Taoiseach is incorrect in, in relation to that as well. So there's a whole lot of... Like, he, he also mentions, by the way, that it was uh, another myth perpetrated by the right wing, because, of course, he loves talking about the right wing, uh, perpetrated by the right wing, that people are destroying the documentation on aeroplanes. So if people are getting on an aeroplane with documentation, I assume they have to produce documentation to get on the plane in the first place and then don't have it when they're getting off. And we spoke to cabin crew on the show in the past who said they're destroying it on the, on the aircraft. So 75% can get off the aircraft with no documentation, but 100% get on with the documentation. Well, then what are they doing with it? According to Leo Varadkar, they're not destroying it. And this, and this, is, this is like 5,000 people came to the country with no documentation last year. According to RTE, those writing... Those who came through Dublin yeah. Airport had no documentation. And, you know, everybody knows you can't get on a flight unless you have travel documents. You know, you, you just won't get through the, the necessary boundaries. And many of these are coming from European countries like 
like uh, Paris and Berlin and, and Rome, etc. Mm -hmm. So, no, listen, we believe that one of the reasons why people are so angry across the country at the moment is because the government have really produced a very porous system in terms of uh, asylum. And, you know, that is not a sustainable system. It's not a managed system. Okay, but and this, it's not but, a system but the, but the point, that many communities okay. around the countries are willing to accept. But the worst part of this is, is that the, the one person who's constantly giving out about misinformation and other people giving out misinformation is Leo Varadkar and the Irish government. And yet, they are perpetrating the misinformation. They're not communicating to the people. They think they're hoodwinking people when they're not, actually, because people know the truth anyway, and they know what's going on. And, and thankfully, some of the newspapers, including RTE, by the way, uh, should we call them right-wing now as well, are also clarifying this information that he's putting out, which is incorrect. So, so how can we have a sitting government sit there and feed misinformation to the people, which is blatantly incorrect, and we're just supposed to accept that. So there's, there's two things there. So first of all, I, I do agree with you. I think the government have created this whole kind of idea of misinformation, and they're labelling anybody who doesn't agree with the government in being uh, purveyors of this misinformation. And that's simply not the case. In a liberal democracy, the whole idea, the best way to function is that you have ideas that challenge each other. And, you know, the government are looking to limit or to have a chilling effect on people who seek to challenge the government. And that's a very dangerous issue. And, you know, Aintu will fight that issue tooth and nail uh, at all stages uh, in relation to that. And, you know, the, the second thing there to, to remember is, you know, that the governments, I believe, are ideologically disposed to the path that they're on, but also they're quite useless. So even the, the elements, the, the, the protections or systems they've put into place, they have just been unable to put in proper protections and systems and as a result, they are breaking down significantly. And, 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 and the, the third issue is these ministers need to remember who they represent. And that's, that's a, a major problem. Like we have ministers who are refusing to meet with communities across the country. And, and they are employed by those communities to work for them. And yet they're giving the two fingers to those same communities uh, when they have major issues happening in, in, in their country. Okay, well, the, well, the question um, the we're government... asking today is, sorry for interrupting, but the question we're asking today is, are we doing enough as people? We see what's happening in Germany over the last five or six days, particularly with the farmers. And it's not just the farmers. There seems to be national strikes in general. Everybody's getting involved. But it mainly started off with the farmers and climate policy and their livelihoods being destroyed and the promises that were being broken by the German government. And you're seeing hundreds of thousands of people out on the streets, roads being blocked, cities being blocked, traffic stopped everywhere. I mean, that's, and, and thankfully, no trouble so far, no violence, no riots, no nothing. It's peaceful protests, as you can see from the video I played earlier on. And hopefully it'll remain that way. But, but is that what we're missing, that people go on social media now and think, I've done my bit, I've gave out about, you know, Pat or Tobin, or I've gave out about Leo Varadkar, or I've gave out about whatever politician it happens to be, and that's it, I've done my bit now, I don't need to go out the streets. Has social media ruined protest? Yeah, I actually think social media has pacified to a certain extent a nation. So keyboard warriors don't change anything. And that's really important uh, for people to understand. And, you know, I, I don't know if people watch The Simpsons. There was, a, there was a show in The Simpsons when Homer Simpson ran for mayor. And his particular motto, his slogan for running for mayor was, why can't somebody else do it? Okay. <laughs> now, if everybody watching your show has the view, why can't somebody else do it? You can bet your bottom dollar, it will never get done. The only times things change is when people stand up and say, well, I will get involved in that change. And you know what? People look at, at the likes of, of, of Aintu representatives across the country and they see those 
into representatives as politicians or part of the political class. But you know what? I'm just a citizen of this country like anybody else watching this particular show. I have no more responsibility for what happens in this country than anybody else watching this show. We live in a participatory republic. And that means every citizen is responsible for what happens in this country. And if you actually want change, it means you have to stand up and get involved. But, you know, we set up AIM2 five years ago. Now we have 1,500 members across the country. We have elected representatives uh, in, in areas across the country. And we gained 50,000 votes uh, in the last election. We're currently polling, as you say, at 3 or 4%. And we are at the precipice of making a breakthrough in the local and European elections coming next June. And I have no doubt that, you know, inside the smoky back rooms of Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and Sinn Féin, they're watching the level of votes that parties like ourselves are getting, and they're saying to themselves, we're not, we're not willing to lose votes to these people. If aim to do well, we'll have no other option but to shift our position towards that direction. Oh, but so, can't we, we, know, surely, if, surely that's our job. When we, with respect to aim to, you know, they're not going to be able to form a government, I don't think, in the next election, but hopefully uh, candidates will get through and, and will be public representatives. But in saying that, they're not going to be able to form a government. So realistically, we're going back to an election, probably to get the same government again or something similar, because they're all pretty much the same. So if, the only thing we can hope for is that if we actually do something, if we get out on the streets and protest peacefully um, and get the government to change their policy, because that's the only thing that's going to work. Because if we continue to do what we're doing at the moment, we're just going to have another five years of exactly the same thing. Well, I, I have spoken to people within Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, and they are telling me the head office is getting phone calls in relation to these issues that we've been discussing, telling the government to cop on from their own members, from their own councillors. And they're saying that if you continue down this route, we're going to lose seat, seats to the likes of AIM2. And I will say to you this as well, you know, sometimes people talk about independence, and there's some great independents out there. There are also some terrible independents out there, uh, the truth be told, too. But the government have actually priced in votes for independence across the elections. So they know that, you know, they're going to, there's going to be 12, 13, 15 seats in the next doll that will be won by independence. But what they haven't priced in, what they can't abide, is losing three, four, five, six, seven percent of the vote in ballot boxes across the country to a political party like AIM2. That puts the fear of God in them. And if those votes are, are moving away from those parties into the future, not only will you see more AIM2 representatives at council in the Dáil, uh, in the European uh, Parliament, but you'll also force the other political parties to move in our direction because these guys actually don't believe in that much in reality. And if they see the wind blowing in a certain direction, they'll have no choice but to follow. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate you coming on the Air to Talks with today. Pat Tobin, AIM2 leader, thank you very much. Uh, now, we want to get your calls on this. The number, as usual, 085 I don't want to focus on the letter, the stupid letter that Leo sent to the Irish Independent, uh, the Sunday Independent, because clearly it's littered with misinformation. Leo won't admit that, of course. He'll believe that it's all truthful and factful, or factual. But it has been broken down by many people at this stage. And clearly... Uh, led, it's there to mislead because a lot of it just isn't the case. It just isn't the case. And yet he will accuse us and anybody else who do, who uh, would tell you that it's incorrect uh, as perpetrating misinformation. So now RTE have just joined the misinformation crew. RTE must be some sort of right-wing media because they're the ones as well who said that 75% of people coming into the country are destroying their documents or don't have documents. Yet Leo says they're not destroying documents, oh, for God's sake. It's getting stupid now at this stage. But here's the only thing we can do. 
as you all say, when you go to the next election, you're voting for more of the same. But you don't have to vote for more of the same because that same can be changed. Yes, we only have a limited amount of political parties who all seem to sing from the same hymn sheet or as I've often said, are cheeks of the same arse. So realistically, we have to change the arse. We have to tell the arse that we're the people, we're the democracy, they work for us and they do what we tell them to do. Not, we don't do what they say, they do what we say. That's their job. So how do we do that? And why aren't we doing it? So the question I'm putting you to you today is, I'm putting the blame on you. Not on Leo Varadkar, not on Michal Martin, not on Eamon Ryan and the pathetic climate policies and all that. I'm putting the blame on you, the people. You're the ones who elect them. You're the ones who can stand up and tell them what to do for you. So is it really your fault? The listeners listening today, the voters, the citizens, is it your fault? The number is 85 100 With our callers now in five seconds. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast. The Niall Boylan Podcast. Joseph, hi, how are you? Hey, no, thank you for having me on. Good. Joseph, sorry. you're... Oh, sorry, there's two Josephs. I'll go to Joe. Joe, I'll come to you in a second. Sorry, Joseph, oh, just to okay, go to you. Nice. Okay, just to go to you first, Joseph. Joseph, I'm kind of putting the blame a little bit on you guys uh, and the <laughs> citizens. Are we doing enough? Um, I mean, yes and no, of course. It's, it's one of those nuanced questions. Um, People who are any bit clued in, I think they are, they are, like, so frustrated they're up their eyeballs they are just every day there's something worse every day there's something terrible and of course that's the growth of the independence and aim to and all the other parties i think a lot of it is people who are completely disengaged from politics and there's a huge bit of apathy to it it's like ah they're all the same they are and it's this i guess irish kind of mentality it's very um cynical about all things and why bother a bit of it is that elections are kind of a popularity contest like the worst one you've had in, in school is where They'll vote for the face they've seen the most without really knowing or caring, you know, what that person has done. I, I, I've heard There's of people no going to the game. polling stations and going, "Ah, oh, yeah, he looks like a nice fella," you know. What I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. And the worst of it is, you know, they, they, there is a known factor where people will vote for attractive-looking politicians yeah. over, uh, uh, you know, was less attractive people. Yeah. So you know. We have to instill this this idea in people to be politically aware. They don't have to be engaged. They don't have to be doing stuff. But they have to say, like, okay, I have a, a rough idea of what that person's about and what they're doing. I have a rough idea. So, I mean, there's some things we should definitely do to improve that. It should be politics. And Irish political history should be taught in school to say, look, this is what the foundation of the state was. These are the parties. This is how they evolved. This is who we have now. This is what they're about and their things. There's none of that. None mm -hmm. of that going on. Um, I bought a new house. I moved into my new house um, three, four years ago, and um, you know I had no idea which which uh, local area I'm in, which which elections I can take play, uh, which I can vote in, you know, for which area, who's in my area, none of this. So it should be a thing that you know, if ever someone moves into a new house, um, any estate agent will tell you when the house is sold, they get a little leaflet saying, okay, this is the election area you're in, this is the council area, these are the people who you can vote for. This is, you know, what you need to know about this area. That would be one start. Um, teaching it in schools as well, like I said, that would be another start. But an, another, and a huge factor, I think probably the biggest one is, there are protests out there. Uh, you probably, 
on Saturday, there was a huge protest for Palestine. Now, that's a foreign war between two foreign countries who have no direct connection to Ireland. But they pull out a lot of people because I, I, them... I find those Palestine protests quite disconcerting. When I see, for example, you know, I saw there was one group of people and it was gays for Palestine. And I said, to myself, <laughs> I said, have you ever come across such a the bigger oxymoron in your life? If, you know, with the respect of the gay people for Palestine or LGBT for Palestine, you know, the majority yeah. of those people would be thrown off the top of a building if they were in Palestine. So, I mean, exactly. They don't care. It's bizarre. It's, it's and and I watched the them policy. at the I watched them at the White House as well, banging down the gates, you know, calling Joe Biden names or whatever it was. And I'm saying, here's the lefties fighting against the lefties, which is I thought was the most bizarre virtue signaling I've ever done. The majority of people who were out of those Palestine protests haven't a clue what's going on in the Middle East. Yeah. Having a breeze. No, I, I, I'm not, by the way, I'm not, I, I, I don't take, I haven't got involved in that debate, by the way, Israel and Palestine at all. Because firstly, no, it doesn't no. concern me too much. And, and secondly, when I, well, what concerns me is obviously the loss of human life. But, but what's going on, the actual engagement between the two doesn't concern me. Um, and I'm not getting involved because no matter which side you're on, they're both murders. Yeah, and Ireland should stay neutral. That has been our policy of neutrality for, for years and years and it's the way it should be. But anyway, the point is that a lot of these people coming out to the protests, they get funded. They are paid by NGOs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them on... Uh, social welfare or something so they have a lot of time in their day and nothing to do and someone will come up and say look if you want money get out there to the protest yeah. of course they're going to go out there of course but, 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 here, but here's the thing Joseph should we I mean we've established that the political parties are more pretty much all the same this is not America where you've got Democrats and Republicans where you have you know liberal and conservatives you have two separate governments that you can decide which way you want to win the wind wants to blow that year right or every four years um, but in Ireland they're all the same they're all progressive governments. They're all pres- pro- progressive political parties. They're all no, liberal, and- essentially. Uh, I mean, so it, the only way around it is by the people protesting and deciding they want change and they want political parties to change their policies. But we're not doing that. Like into they only started uh, what, a couple of years ago. I remember when there was that the launch thing. They are a more conservative, more Irish kind of party. Mm. Um, and they're someone I strongly encourage everyone to vote for because, yeah, I'm voting for them. My house is. And, and they're, everything they've done and put forward to me just ticks all the boxes. Um, but yeah, it is that sort of pressure ground so well for people saying, I'm pissed off and I need someone who has my views because clearly in a fall in a Gael Sinn Féin, the big parties, they're not beholden to the Irish people anymore. Or at least they feel they're not. They, they are taking orders from NGOs from Europe, from backhand deals, from this and that. Well, I but mean, the proof is in the pudding. They've just been on a month's holidays, and where's Leo and Michal heading over to Davos for a week? Um, yes, okay, Davos, there you go. yeah, at thirty grand on a private jet, they had to lease, by the way, and rent because their own private jet won't make it. Um, so yeah. You couldn't make that shit up. You really couldn't. Joseph, just save me no. a second. And uh, sorry, John and Joe, I'm going to come to you in a second. I need to go to Jason because he's just on his uh, break at work. Sorry, Jason. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon, Niall, from a cold Northern Ireland. Oh, it is. It's freezing, isn't it? <laughs> it's better up here, buddy. Yeah. I'm well aware of that. That's where I am. But go on. Oh, you know, we are. <laughs> no, we have lost our backbone in this country. Yeah. I've said this to you before. We have last, lost our backbone as a nation. We were once known as the fighting Irish. We fought the Brits. We, you know, got our country back. It was great. And what's the first thing we do when we get rid of the church? Give it to the Europeans. Mm. You know, people in this country won't protest because we live in a small country now. And if they I used to. Say, they, they used yeah. to. I mean, and only up to seven, seven eight years ago they did for the water protest. I know, protests. I, know. Yeah. I, know. I was there for the austerity protests. Yeah. I was there for the water protests. So, we, what, we, so we, what happened in the last seven years? 
social media and uh, now all, all of a sudden being uh, classed as far right, you're anti-immigration, you're anti-dish, you're anti-gay, you're anti-abortion, you're anti-immigrants, you're anti-anti-anti-anti-anti. And because we live on a small little island, you're afraid you're going to be labelled, you won't get a job. The people that matter that have the jobs won't be seen out in public protesting with people from working class areas because they'd be afraid it'll get into their job. Once social media gets a hold of you, you're cancelled, job's done. The government have done their job. Like, they've set up this. What's, what's this information thing they're setting up? You know this? We're yeah. going to tell us I call, it the, I, call it, I call it the Ministry of Truth. Yeah. The Ministry of Truth, yeah. <laughs> and look at, look at this shite that I've been peddling all last week about nobody's illegal in this country and these men can discipline. There's not a thing we can do. But yet, when you pull up the law book, it says in the law book, you cannot get into this country unless you have some form of, you know, identification. So they're lying through their teeth and they're telling us that everything we're hearing on the in, 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 in internet is lies and we have to believe them because they don't lie. We elect well, them. What about all the other issues. Immigration is obviously one of the big issues. It's been spoken about everywhere in the country apart from in the doll. But what about all the other issues like housing, for example, the cost of living? I only heard this morning, by the way, one of the electricity providers was exciting everybody by saying, oh, we're going to reduce our electricity from 48 to 45 kilowatts uh, when our pence per kilowatt. Uh, yeah, and, kilowatt and, yeah. and I'm going... It was only 16 to 25 cent going back in 2019. Are we but supposed Niall, to be happy or something like that? We're Niall, still being ripped Niall, off. But Niall, it's like when they're peddling as well as, look, we're giving you tax breaks. But little are they telling you how many taxes they enforced on us. So when we think, oh yeah, we're getting a couple of pence back. Well, actually, no, if you look at what they've loaded onto us and what they've taken away from us, they've taken away all our services that our taxes used to cover. Water, bin, collection, roads. You're, tell, you're, tell, you're telling me all the things that we're giving out about, just like Joseph did as well to some degree. Um, mm. and, and Joe and John are probably going to do it in a second. But what are you doing about it? I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not asking you personally. What are we doing about it? Nothing, I mean, Niall, big. No, because we've lost our backbone. We'll just sit back and take it and go, I have enough to keep my table full of food for my kids. I'm not really going to worry about next door. Now, so it's kind of every man for himself now. Is that the way it's it is? That way. But no, look at it. I mean, the, 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 they're leading from the top. I mean, are the government putting us forth or are they putting themselves forth? Well, by the way, somebody just texted in and says, Boylan, what are you doing about it? Here's what I'm doing about it right now. This is what I'm right doing now. about it. This yeah. is costing me. This is well, this is costing me money. I'm doing yeah. this. I'm not getting paid for doing but, this. But no, so this is what. So shut up. This is what I'm we doing. Could, <laughs> sorry, pal. We we couldn't talk like this on national radio. We can only talk like this because of you and because you're putting your hand in your pocket to give us a chance to talk like this. Mm. But like that, they, what's to say they're not going to come after you? I mean, they went after one of their own TDs because he stood up against the immigration down in Galway. They raided his house on the Sunday morning. Mm. So come on, if that's not getting the alarm bells ringing, if, you, if one of their own can stand up against them and the guards can kick in his door and raid his house because he's now all, all of a sudden far right and he's an actual TD. Are, are you from, do you want little old me to stand up in front of him? I've done it already, you know, in 2011. Nobody will stand with me, I got hard before the courts. You, you know that way because I was standing up from your right, so I wouldn't move. I wasn't aggressive, I wasn't violent. Cause and what was that not, for, austerity or water charges? The austerity. There was Sorry. one arrest and okay. that was me. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Joseph. Neil, can I hop in there? Another thing, yeah. and a, a big thing, I think, in the minds of a lot of people, is you go out to a protest, right? And some, I'm going to call them yobos, or, or uh, maybe even even um, provocateurs are in there, and they decide to set fire to a guard the car. Everyone there is going to be labelled a terrorist. Everyone there or a right-wing loony, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you, you want to have a protest, of course you do, but how do you limit the people that arrive then when you do also want... The yeah, I know, no, I, un I understand what you, it gets hijacked by some loonies, concern. yeah, I know, That's I understand. Serious concern. So there was a legitimate protest when they, those three kids were stabbed in uh, Parnell Street. There was a lot of legitimate people out there, the vast, Absolutely. vast majority. 
and this was a bunch, I'd say, less than 50, less than 20 maybe. Who decided to set fire to everything. It's lawless right now. I yeah. can take advantage of this for fun and giggles. And they probably, I don't even know if they, they had a clue what was really going on. They said, look, the, the Gardaí have lost control of the city. And, and I'm angry at the Gardaí because, you know, whatever. Mm. Let me just set a car on fire. So that's the issue that people are like, we want to organize a protest, but we can't. It's too politically dangerous. Okay, but do me a favor, stay there. Let me just go to John. Well, who's an ex- well, ha- well, hang on, Joseph. John is an expert at protesting. Uh, John, you, John, you're a professional protester. Wait, well, just, <laughs> and I say that with respect to you, right? Because, you're, I mean, you're one man who, would agree, stands up to his first principles. And you have, I might not always agree with things you stand up for, but you do stand up for your principles. But so here we are in a situation where we're going to go into another election, vote for the same people again, more or less. Uh, and yet, the only way around this is to get those people to change their views on the way they do with housing, cost of living, immigration, whatever it happens to be. But yet we're not doing it. Well, you, you need to get into their face. You know, I've actually been driven myself by Winter said behind Martha's home, right? And I will do it again, and I'd make no apologies for doing it, right? No, I had a massive row with a, a councillor no, uh, yesterday there, right? And I'd be telling all the other councillors, do not trespass on my property, you know, when the, when the local elections are canvassing, right? Because I will arrest, make a citizen's arrest, and I will hold them, and I will ring the guardies saying that there's a trespasser on my property, which I have given no consent. It's presumed consent. They walked in. I didn't give them consent, right? And I would advise everyone else to do the same. Hold them there, berate them there. They're getting away with murder. If they ever had to walk through Patrick City today in town, not one person would come up and be raising about the health, the mental health, the migration, any the housing, the whole lot. He could walk through Patrick Street, and I guarantee it, because I've seen him do it. And the only one again, and I'm not blowing my own trumpet, to get in his face twice when he came to cough was me. I mean, just from a legal point of view, to charge somebody with trespass, you must ask them to leave first. If they if they leave, you you can't charge them a trespass because it, they are entitled to walk up and knock on your door. Yeah, yeah, we're up to a point there, but yeah. I mean the thing up is, no, I mean, not up to I'm a point. Also, they are entitled. Also, I, yeah, but if I'm you also, ask them to leave and they don't leave, well, they, well then you're entitled to call the guards. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the well, that's what I'd be doing. Or they come back again. The, 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 yeah. the whole thing about it, right? On Saturday in Oregon, we had another, which was just previously mentioned, match for Palestine and Cork. There was one in Dublin <laughs> as well. And when they had the housing marches, the most you get is about 300 people in the march. Yet there's about two or 3,000 in the march for Palestine, which will change absolutely nothing. I, I mean, I don't, Joseph has mentioned this already, and, and it turns my stomach. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really sad to see young children being murdered on either side, by the way, in Israel or Palestine. So it's quite shocking, yeah. right? But we have so many problems in this country that we need to deal with. And yet nobody gets out on the streets. And it saddens me to see us get out on the streets, as Joseph said, in relation to a problem in another country thousands of miles the, away. The, the, very, the very people are leading those marches are Sinn Féin, Solidarity, Mick Barris, it's all the Paul Murphy's and all All with their scarves and on them. They, yeah, I know how to see them. Yeah. They're, they're just trying to keep their brand out there. That's all they have. They want to keep their brand out there by getting involved in this stuff. If they had any bottle at all, they would ring things the American... I, no, I seen, I seen a video there... The other night, it was an RT or somewhere like that. There was one gobshite up the front of the protest. An RT attempted to talk to him. It could have been RT, I'm not too sure. Attempted to talk to him. And I guarantee this gobshite wouldn't even know where Palestine was if he showed him a map. Rather be walking around the streets, if they do want to do something about that, go outside the American embassy. Because it's the American embassy, the Americans are keeping this war going. If they cut off the money and the supply of arms to Israel, Israel would die overnight. 
That's why you protest. But when I see people on the streets there, as I said, Baraka could walk through town today, but yet they'll walk for Palestine around in circles on Saturday, but they won't be with me, Hal Martin, if he walks through town. Or Baraka, or go in, if he's given a, a press contest or anywhere in the city. <coughs> they won't do it. They'll bottle it. I don't know what's wrong with people, but you want to get up off your hole, because otherwise the next election will take you right up to 2030, and you're going to be fucked again. Stay there for a second. Let me just go to Joe. John always says it as it is, doesn't he? Joe, hi, how are you? Not too bad. Now. And I'm glad I can give him the platform to do it too. Go, sorry, Joe, go ahead. Yeah, well, John just hit the, hit the nail in the head. Yeah. Um, and so did the other contributors. But John just said it rightly. The majority of Irish people, right, are spineless. I suppose, look, the problem is this all started just before the COVID when you had all these propaganda media coming out threatening people, intimidating people and dividing opinion and the problem is to see nobody wants to do anything now. If you ask somebody um, to make an opinion about uh, if you wanted to protest against the government, not one person would do it because they have this thing that they're all uh, three sheets to the wind, which we all know they are. Yeah. But the problem is the majority of people in this country are going to vote for the same parties again anyway. Because well, well no, I've would. said I've said that. So let's let's take it as a given that the next election is most likely going to be probably the same uh, government back in power again. Maybe a sprinkling of Sinn Fein as well, or it could be Sinn Fein and Fianna Fáil. We don't know for sure, but it'll be one of yeah. the three parties anyway, or or a combination of all of them, with maybe two Egypts from the Greens in there too, right? So I mean, yeah. so it's going to be the same again. So the only way to change things is not to vote for somebody different because that's not going to happen, unfortunately. People just won't do that. Um, is to change what they think and to change their policy. And the only way yeah. to do that is to let them know that we're not happy. I mean, they work for us. People forget exactly. that. No problem. Yeah. And you, you, saw, you saw that like uh, in Galway there and even with the protests, uh, the immigration protests, how people Paul ran, uh, won out again. In the end, the government are kind of, kind of doing a U-turn out at the moment. You had even... Baracker yesterday writing uh, columns on newspapers, uh, changing his opinion ah, this time. If you read it, it's a load of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, obviously we know that. We know that. But he's only doing that now because he knows the game is up. And uh, but, he doesn't, but he doesn't know the game. He's like Teflon. He doesn't know the game is up because no one calls yeah. him to task. Well, well, he does get called to task, but nobody ever says that to him. No, there's no ramifications for what he's doing and what the government no. are doing. None. Yeah, exactly. And there haven't been any ramifications, I'd say, in this country for about six or seven years now, because, as you said, there are many, many times and many of your contributors. The last big protest we had in this country was the water charges in the mid-2010s, you know? Mm -hmm. Which was was community-based. It was was community-based, yeah, Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 And the problem is nobody, like you see it with COVID, the time of the lockdowns when people were attending protests, they were being arrested, they were being threatened, uh, they were being uh, forced like, to go back to where they were living and all this stuff. Sure, um, mm. it's, a, it's a defiance of society, Niall, and the problem is uh, nobody wants to get their hands dirty. And I think that's where we all, uh, I think that's where the most was uh, coming to, that uh, we need to up our game. Now, it's great to talk to you on the radio and I always say you were the only broadcast in this country that gives us a voice anyway. But the rest of, like, if we were to go on other mainstream media, like Duffy now or Matt Cooper, 
we would be arrested. Yeah, we well, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't get onto Matt Cooper's show, that's for sure. No, <laughs> I no, can no, tell no, you. Yeah. Yeah. Now you might yeah. just scrape your way onto Joe Duffy. <laughs> But uh, I, I guarantee you, you might be cut off halfway through. But stay there, Joe and John. I want to go to, to Margaret and Keith. But just before I do that, i got to do this. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. And all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast. The Niall Boylan Podcast. Some of the uh, messages come by the way coming in. Trish Boyle says, more protests are needed, like the water charges. Bernadette says, Leo is too busy hiring and wasting taxpayers' money on a 30,000 euro. Did you hear that, by the way? He was in the Irish Mirror the other day. 30,000 euro it's going to cost to use the private jet, which they've leased, by the way. They're not even using the government jet because it wouldn't fly far enough. Uh, to fly around, uh, then listen to anything the Irish people have to say. Of course, he'd be using that to head off to Davos as well for the weekend of the World Economic Forum. Brenda Walsh says, uh, what's going on in Germany, Noel? Uh, German farmer Anthony Lee is on his way to Berlin from West Germany. He is saying uh, Berlin apparently already packed and there's a 50-kilometre convoy of farmers and truckers making its way to the city from where he's driving right now. It's crazy, yes. We just uh, showed a video earlier on of the protests in Germany and some of the videos that are going around, by the way, of the farmers and the truckers that just goes to show you that's how you protest. Barbara says, Today Leo Varadkar is in Davos to get instructions from the WF to strip Ireland further from its sovereignty destruction of this nation and its people. Uh, Stephen says, they can all turn up to protest about wars in other countries, though, can't they? Yeah, well, that, I find that quite bizarre, by the way, that they do turn up to protest about wars in other countries. Let me go to Margaret. Margaret, hi, how are you? Not too bad, Niall, how are you? Good, nice to talk to you, Margaret. Thanks. What do you want to say? Now, um, couple of months ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, Leo came out and made a statement that uh, there was no room in Ireland, you know. No capacity, yeah. Capa capacity, yeah. yeah. We were at capacity, you know, that's no, what he said. No room, no room. No room at the end. Uh, for people. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, a week before last, 450 refugees came in from the UK because they don't want to go to Rwanda. So like that came in in five days, okay? Mm -hmm. Plus, there's still people coming in from Ukraine, even though they know there's nowhere to, for them to live. Yeah, 500 to 1,000 every two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then they're coming in from other countries where there's no war at all. Yeah. So, like, like the government here is, is botless. Leo, uh, Michal Martin, the Green Party, the whole bloody lot of them are all in the one boat because they're afraid to rock the boat. And who gives a shit about Jack Chambers and why, being gay? I, really? I, I, did, I did see the piece about Jack Chambers being gay. And I find this bizarre. I, I don't want to offend anybody who's gay. I couldn't care less if you're gay or straight, by the way. But why do you have to announce your... sexuality. Uh, I, I couldn't give a shite about his sexuality. Why exactly. It, I mean, this is Ireland that we're living in. This is not some country, by the way, that goes around killing or putting sentencing people to death for their sexuality. Why does somebody have to announce they're gay? I, don't, I just don't get yeah. it. Anyway, that, well, no, well, leave, leave him alone. He's a nice guy, Jack Chambers, but yeah. just don't understand why he has to tell everyone he's gay. To him. Yeah. You know, and, well done, and as so. regards to houses, you know, the government, as and all governments, I don't care who they are or what they are, they're all to blame for stopping building housing. They're all to blame. Okay, but well, Margaret, we know, you know all of this. We're all giving out all the time. That's what we do in this show on a regular basis, is give out. That's what people give out. But we're not doing anything about it. So what should people be doing about it? Because... 
realistically in the next election, it doesn't matter who you vote for. They're all We know exactly what they all stand for, which is the same thing over and over again for the next five years. So the only way to change that is by changing their opinions because they work for us. So how but do we... Why, why you, do, well, why do you think Irish people don't protest anymore? Why do we not get out on the streets? I mean, peacefully. Why don't we do that anymore? Because because we have a minister, uh, uh, what's her name, Helen McEntee, who has changed the laws and people are afraid of their living lives to open their mouth anymore. Uh, you know, you can't... They can't even play chip and take in the schoolyard anymore. Do you know that, yeah. Niall? Well, we used to play Red Rover, Red Rover, I call Niall over, and you'd be bursting through the arms of whoever. Oh, yeah. You know, Health and safety and insurance nowadays, you're not allowed yeah. to do that. Yeah. Ah, for God's sake, it's gone politically mad, this country. Margaret, yeah. it's been lovely talking to you as usual, by the way, and I know you'll be out there voting as you always do. Thank you very much. Oh, I much. will. I'll take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Mexico. There's Margaret. Let me go to Keith. Keith, hi, how are you? Noel, how are you? Good, Keith. Uh, it's all well and good saying, you know, vote for this party or vote for that party. They're all the same, so how do we get them to change? Why aren't we doing something about that? Well, Noel, I'm a bit annoyed now at the moment, to be honest with you. I'm a bit fuming because I know you're talking about how do we get it to change and not. And as you said, like, there, there's Germany out, yeah? Yep. A massive, massive crowds out over there. Where are their farmers? What, 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 what oh, they were paid off. Take? They were paid off. Exactly. Exactly. That's where I'm coming to now. I mean, I'm watching a live video here down in Ross Cree at the moment and the public already you know, are forming a wall and the people down there are getting pushed out of the way. Mm. They're not being listened to. I mean, when they said it here in East Wall, you know, the, the country was on its knees, knees then when the people of East Wall came out. Now it's on its back. Do you know what I mean? I know, I know. It's a disgrace what's going on down there with ordinary people not being listened to. The Padatobin will come on and he'll say, didn't give you the question you had to ask him, he asked him that he couldn't give you the solution to it. We can all come up with all the problems well, that's no, going on. Well, but... well now, Padder, in fairness, the last time he no, was no, on... No, nothing against Padder, nothing against No, him. no, no, the last time he was on, which was only about a week and a half ago, I asked him, would he put a cap on the number of people coming to the country? And he said they would. No, but are they going in and asking all these hard questions? Over well, they have. I mean, in, in fairness to Aintu, they have asked parliamentary questions and they have submitted requests for answers in, in relation to numbers, etc., etc. There's not that more they can do. They're not They're not in government. Well, well, well I mean, as you said, whoever gets in, and I've not, nothing against any of them, but I mean, whoever gets in, is it going to turn around or does it take for the water protest to go as big for the migration thing? Because the migration thing... Okay, so why why is that not happening? If, if according to the Amora poll over 70% and according to the Red Sea poll over 75% of people believe that we're letting too many people into the country, that's 75% of the population, according to two uh, credible polls. I mean, if they're both saying that, why is it we see so few people at protests? Well, I wouldn't say that you see so few you people. You do? Now, no, ah, come on, Keith. Well, you see well, a handful I mean, of people. When Keith Wall started there, have you seen the crowds that was there at the very start? I mean, I, I mean, and then after It was that, nothing like the water protests. Too. Nothing like the water no, protests. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But, then but that's the only way it's going to work. Real. But that's the only way it's going to work. That's what I'm saying. And that's why people, at least you talking about it on the radio, and hopefully people are listening. And they'll watch what's happening down in, down in there in Tipperary to the, to the good people have got out. You know what I mean? It's horrific scenes that's going on down yeah, there. Yeah, but it's when you have you, 30 or 40 protesters, right, it's easy for the guards to go in and just move them out of the way and that's done, right? But when you've got 100,000 people walking down O'Connell Street, 
peacefully. And I say once again, peacefully. I don't want to see anybody cause. Well, I'm all for peacefully myself. Yeah, when you, well, then it's very difficult for the government to ignore something like that. So why do you think people are not doing that now the way they did it seven or eight years ago? I think it will come to that. Eventually, it is going to come to that because, I mean, with Roger Obama wanting to put 15,000 into here, there, and everywhere every year, it's going to come to that. It's only, when it goes so bad, then it, it's like a volcano waiting to erupt. That's the way I can only put it to you. Have you, you protested know? yourself, Keith? Have you been out protesting? I have. I have peacefully, yeah. Yeah, and what, what, when was the last time you were out protesting? What were you protesting for? I was protesting here in, in East Wall. Oh, okay. You were in the East Wall protest. The East Wall says no. I that was. started November before last year. Okay, yeah. When was the last East Wall protest? I know Maliki organises them. When was the last protest there? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't Maliki really that organised. It was the locals down here that got that got out and took to the streets because they were just worried and concerned about about the area and everything that you said from the start has happened. Mm. You know, it has happened, and then when they brought in the their um, for all groups, yeah. you know, and trying and try to do all this and that. Were you know that that's how. People sort of dwindle off. As protests won't last, as you know. It's only so much you can take and so much you can do. But I do believe, with them all going around the country at the moment, I do believe it's only a matter of time because it's gone organic and it will go like the pro. It will go like the waterworks. All right. Okay. Hopefully. Well, hopefully it does. But but obviously on a peaceful level. And I do say peaceful again. Let me just go to Jackie as well. Jackie, hi. How are you? I'm great now, thank you. And and it's lovely and sunny and no snow here. Ah, stop. So. Where, where are you? Oh, Tipperary. <laughs> no, Tipperary. And I'm actually in Port Tumna town at the minute. Oh, actually, okay. And the sun is shining and it's a fabulous day. All right, okay. Because of the, yeah, there's snow in some parts of the country, but mainly northern parts of the country, up around Donegal and everywhere else. Where I am today, there's about yeah. an inch of snow on the ground. Uh, it looks lovely, oh. mind you. It does look nice. My mother, yeah. my mother used to be always delighted. My mother, when she'd see the snow, my mother used to always say, "Oh, that's great! That'll take the disease out of the air." That's <laughs> that's yeah, she'd say. Exactly, my old mother said the same thing. Yeah, I don't get know rid where. of all the flus and colds. Yeah, and yeah all take it out of the air. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. any scientific truth to that, by the way. But Jackie, getting back to the yeah. government, okay. The point I keep saying to everybody. We don't really have a choice in this country. It's not like England where you've got a, you know, a liberal and a conservative government or America where you've got a liberal and conservative president. In Ireland, we have you know, four main parties who are all liberal, who all are thinking the same way, who all believe they're progressive. And the only way to change them is to change their policies because we can't change the government because we go to the next election and vote for the same people again, most likely. So how do we do that? Right, well, firstly, look at our history. Why, why did England rule and, and, and occupy Ireland for so long? Because we just kept fighting amongst ourselves. Uh, we, we can't seem to agree because we're always afraid that some other one is getting a better deal than the, the other lad. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems to follow. And I, look, we saw that during the COVID um, COVID-19, uh, you know, right through the couple of years, uh, you had certain people that were, oh, we have to do this, we have to do that, and, the, and then you had, all, you know, a certain amount of people. We're fighting amongst ourselves, constantly fighting amongst ourselves. So what ourselves. are you saying? So, the, now, so basically the government just throws the, the grenade in and we all fight? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, exactly, and, and they know that. And, like, I don't know why you're listening to Anton Savage, the uh, no, I'd rather, no, I'd rather not. No, I'd rather not. No, I actually was surprised. He actually went at Rodrigo Gorman in relation to immigration, and I couldn't believe it. I actually was going, hang on, I had to pinch myself. <laughs> but he actually, he went after him over it. And 
you want to hear the amount of misinformation again, and and you definitely should look listen back to it. Mm. Not only has Leo given uh, very dodgy information, but when you listen back over that show, it's quite frightening. Uh, it's 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 like as I said before, the advisors aren't advising these guys at all before they come out. They don't. But, actually you, but, know but what's that going you, on. they must know because. Most people in the country know what's going on, so surely they must know. I mean, for Leo Varadkar in that letter to the Irish Independent to say that we don't have open borders, that in itself, I mean, that's misinformation. We do have open yeah, borders. It might not be official, by the way, because we have immigration laws, but they're completely ignored. There's nobody in the, this world can say they can't walk into Ireland. No, the funny thing, uh, and last night uh, I was doing a concert up in Dundalk and, and Maria Walsh, Jimmy P, came in. And I know Maria quite well, and I got a few minutes with her, and I was talking about all these issues. And again, I was surprised that she didn't realize that there was people coming in through Belfast, down from the north into the south, that their borders were open. There is no real betting going on with people that are coming in here. And she's going, oh, there is. You know, there is. I'm being told that. And I'm saying, well, who told you that? Because Leo. you need to look, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, you start. You need to kind of look, kind of get back to basics. What is real and what what is what are lies? What is truths? And um, what Barry White wrote in 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 the paper there, I thought that was very good. Where he actually yeah, it was very fair. Down. Yeah, and he and he took yeah, he and took the whole letter fair. apart. A hundred percent. Now a, again, if you look at Ross Gray. Uh, and again, I know a couple of the protesters there, and one gentleman uh, who was involved with the fight against drugs in Ross Gray, because Ross Gray was just unbelievable when it came to drugs. And he took this by the scruff of the neck, and he went out and he formed a committee, and he, you know, he got got it all he more or less sorted because he got public behind it public uh, uh, kind of got involved with trying to get rid of the drugs out of Ross Gray. Now he's involved in this because, as he said himself, the town is becoming a boss town because a lot of people are afraid to go into that town mm -hmm. because there's groups of, of 20 or 30 people hanging around Super Value or any you know other premises and and you have people who are afraid to go in. I mean, look, there's a, there's a lot of ramifications to moving, a, you know, a, an amount of people into a small rural town. The main one, of course, yeah. for, you know, is for tourism. It's a huge problem for tourism when you've got half of the hotel beds, you know, being used up uh, by, you know, refugees because it doesn't leave much room left for tourism and tourism is vital in a lot of these small towns. But, but okay, but, get, but, but that's only one of the issues. Housing, the cost of living. Yeah. I mentioned earlier on that one of the electricity companies there today said, oh, we're going to reduce electricity from 48 pence to 45 pence yeah. per kilowatt per hour. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's like the day that I went into the garage and I was filling my car up and I noticed it was 160 and I went, and I, a little smile came to my face. 160, that's not, that's all right, isn't it? Uh, but so in other words, yeah. I was smiling even though I was still being ripped off. Ripped off, <laughs> exactly. But going back to your, the, the initial thing is, uh, you know, why aren't we protesting? Maybe we need someone like like uh, I, I maybe yourself or whoever to call for a, 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 a an actual protest, a peaceful protest on a particular date. Someone needs to call it. Someone mm. big needs to call this. 
Oh, by the way, Sean just texted or WhatsApped in. He says, tell that Boylan fella he's a hypocrite. Um, given out today about enough, not enough people protesting, but then when Just Stop Oil protests, he's calling them for them all to be locked up. Uh, now, hold on for a second. There's a difference in protesting peacefully and throwing oil over works of art or damaging or standing out in the middle of a Formula One track or uh, lying in the middle of the road. You know, there's a, there's a completely difference in those arseholes from Just Stop Oil. And besides anything else, those arseholes are usually students who haven't got a clue what they're doing. They're talking about stopping fossil fuels from tomorrow. Do they realise if we stopped using fossil fuels tomorrow, the world's economy would come to a halt because they're idiots and they're morons. That's why they should be locked up. Anyway, sorry about that, Sean. Or Jackie. Let me, let me go. I, I, I got to go move very quickly to a few callers here if I can. Uh, Melissa, stay there, Jackie, if you want to. Melissa, hi, how are you? Hello, good evening, I um, Good start to you. Go, go ahead, Melissa. Very quickly. Hello to everyone in Rosslear. I was there on Saturday. Fantastic community down there. Um, absolutely amazing. Just to say, go back to what you were asking. What can we do? Yeah. Um, just I'm, first and foremost, I'm a Washford Nationalist Independent candidate for general election in Washford. Mm-hmm. And we've been out there constantly all over the country, not just Washford, the southeast, all over the country. Amazing communities out there. Um, let's get back to what we can do. Um, just say for in 2018, for instance, there was 150,000 young people that were at age to vote that were not on the register. When we look at the 5.1 million, um, I think we only have about 2 million on the register, and the voting turnout has come down to 49%, roughly, right? For, you know, just generally, approximately, for yeah. all elections. So basically what we have, out of 5.1 million people here, about 20% of them that actually vote. So those that are in there are in there only because of that 20%. So where are the other 80%? Get on your register. They've changed the register now that people that oh, yeah. are... Somebody mentioned this to me the other day. Yes, make sure. So in other words, go online and make sure you're on the register to vote. Yeah. yeah. You have to go online and you have to now... Ask and your PPS number and if you don't you will not get your voting card yeah. this is the biggest message we have to put out um, anyone from 16 or 17 years of age now can actually go online and register and automatically go on the register if people don't register and don't vote we'll have 20% of the population keeping those WF Muppets in there for the rest of us Okay, so your phone is breaking up there, Melissa, but I get, I, get, I get the point you're making. Okay, so in other words, voting is important. Make sure you exercise your right yeah. to vote and make yeah. sure you go online and make sure you're registered Michael to vote Lee. as well. Okay. Yeah, Mike Leahy, Ireland South, 13 counties. You've got a nationalist to vote for. Every single county in 13 counties in Ireland South have a nationalist. So, mm-hmm. Michael Leahy, number one. Thank you. Okay, no problem, Melissa. Appreciate it. Let me just go to Davis. David, hi, how are you? I'm very well now. Thank you very much. It's a gloriously sunny day down in Cork. There isn't a cloud in the sky. Not a, uh, not a flake people. of snow, no? Not a flake. Uh, it was a tad cold this morning. The, the, um, my entire field was white. Hmm. Um, very, very hard frost. Um, the pool had about um, a third of an inch of ice on the top. But your swimming pool, is this... Well, it's, 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 it's that type of thing, yes. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I have a vision of you, David, living in a nice big house with a swimming pool at the back garden. But Definitely that's, not. No, but no, that's no, not no. the case, you, you, no. No, that's not the case. I know. You'd be completely wrong. No, I live in a, ti- I live in a tiny house. Um, my, my horses have uh, better accommodation than I do. <laughs> so, 
so, David, getting, getting back to what we should do, I mean, have we lost the ability to protest? Well, yes, because people aren't informed. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to or seen the, um, uh, this has recently come to light or has come to my attention anyway, um, a 70 um, old people's homes in France had scabies back in 2015 to 2019. And um, they treated all the inmates, sorry, the patients or the, the, the old people with ivermectin to cure up the um, scabies. Okay. Um, they had no COVID deaths. They had no COVID problems. I know. Well, ivermectin was talked about quite a lot during COVID, and there was different trains of thought, and and, and a lot of well, people, they, they, uh, yeah, but a lot of people believe they didn't want to recommend it because it was too cheap. Well, that's exactly that is exactly it. Um, yeah. but, but Pharmaceutical companies wouldn't make money out of it. Yeah. What I'm saying is that the in Ireland and across the world, hundreds of grannies were killed mm. by the medical authorities. Because they refused to use ivermectin, which which were the meta studies. Dr. Tess Lowry did a meta study. Which well, it may not it may not have saved every single one of those older people who died of COVID nineteen, because many of them would have been old people at the end of their lives anyway. Well, some, some, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Some would have died anyway because that was but, just their. But time. it may or may not have. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen the more recent studies on it. But at the time, there were mixed reports, and some people said it was good, some people said it wasn't. But certainly, it was worth a try. But the, well, they, but the pharmaceutical companies didn't really want us to try it because it was off patent. Okay, so you just don't think people are willing to get out onto the streets and protest in relation to say housing, in relation to water charges, in relation to immigration? Have we lost the ability to stand up for ourselves? Well, the water charges. I remember that, but that was very much a local protest thing. The when yeah. the when the guys came in to put the meters in. Well, it wasn't really local. The local protests did something. They they kind of impeded people putting in the meters. But the, the ultimate protest really was the seventy to one hundred thousand people that walked down O'Connell Street. That's what changed it. Oh God. Okay. I, sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm only aware of the local protest. No. Um, the, the, the day the, the days preceding that is when the government decided to remove the charges, the water charges that they had planned on bringing in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry, I I I got to rush to people quickly. David, thank you very much indeed. Let me just go to Albert. Albert, hi. How are you? Hi, Niall. How are things? Good. Go, good, Albert. Albert. <laughs> I mean, the, it says here no alternative but election time. Uh, they have to become answerable. So, how do you make them answerable? Ah, well, this, well, I mean, obviously, you make them answerable by not voting for them. But like you know, in the meantime, people are afraid to protest because any protest you have is going to be hijacked by far right or the cases who are at the last yeah. bloody thing, yeah. Yeah. And the only other thing I could think of is is why not take them to court? Take the government to you court. Know, take the government to court, yeah. And the civil but, service. Yeah, but who has the money, money yeah, but who is, yeah, but, but who has the money to do that? Most most your average person doesn't have the money or the time to do something like that. Or the or the legal background. I know, but I mean like we, this is the problem is that like we have no recourse other than that. The government in in, in theory can do what they want for five years, and if we can't get them out, we can't get them out for five years. So they're going to fuck up this country if we don't do something about it. And I and I agree with you. And we're going to have another five yeah. years for them to f up the country too between now and twenty thirty. Yeah. But but here's I the mean, thing. Well, then the only way around it is to get them to change. If we if we yeah. can't change who goes into government, and it's clear we can't. If we can't change that by general election because we're looking at four parties who all think the same way, well then the only way we is to get some of those parties to think differently. Oh, I know. But, I mean, when you have no alternative, what the hell are you going to do? I mean, let's be honest. If the UK get their act together with small votes, the next country that's going to be have huge amounts of, uh, of immigrants in here 
is Ireland. But, you know, if we were getting 10,000 a week, that's half a million a year. In 10 years, the immigrants will, will, will uh, outnumber the people who were born in Ireland. What the hell is going to happen there? What, what parties are we going to have in government? The, 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 the National Islamic Party of Ireland? I mean, seriously, we're, we're just selling this country down the river because mm-hmm. we, do, we don't have an alternative. There's no cap, and they have admitted this, there is no cap on immigration into this country. No, they're not willing to put a cap on it at all. No. They'll just keep doing no. it and, and wake no. up every morning and doing the same thing with the same results every single yeah. day. And, yeah. and, people, I mean, I mean, and by the way, but, but here's the thing. So they work for us, they're paid by us, and the majority of us, according to two official polls, Red Sea and Amorok, there's over 75% of us have said, you're letting in too many people. And they're ignoring yeah, that I completely. Mean, yeah, I mean, what beats me about, about you know, the, the politicians who get in, and I know they're only in for a certain, a certain period of time, is that we should have some way, if they're not doing their jobs, we should have some way of getting them out before five years. But why the hell should they stay in the job where they're just fecking up the entire country? And we're, we're yeah, but there's, there's no other job you get away with that, by the way. There's no other no, job. No, there isn't. Yeah, politics well, is the only these, job. These people would not survive in private in, in private industry. No, the only way they, they the only way they can be put out is by a vote of no confidence, and that's by their own yeah. people, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is, which is generally yeah, doesn't happen. Don't vote for Christmas. Exactly. Um, Turkey's so vocal aggressive. You're right. Look, in in regards to other things, look, I mean, in housing, like, I'm an accidental landlord, um, and for the last seven years, I've had some lovely tenants uh, who who are moving this year, they're buying their own house. Um, Now, I've been a good landlord. In the whole seven years, I've never put the rent up. Um, And when COVID came in, I guess, in two years off, uh, sorry, two months off to to help them out. Yeah. but when they go, I'm selling the house. I'm afraid what's coming down the road when, uh, or if Sinn Féin gets in. Because God help landlords then. Yeah, I don't think Sinn Féin are not big fans of landlords, generally speaking, private landlords. Albert, thank you for that. Let me go to Barbara very quickly if I can. I've got to go to Brian and Peter too. Uh, Brian, or sorry, Barbara, go ahead. Uh, hi, Niall, yeah. Hi, how are you? Um, not too bad. Um, yeah, the, the original question was if... Um, the Irish people had any spine to, yeah. you know, are we, are we, have we become spineless? Yeah, no, I, I don't, don't think so. I, I, I think it's all down to that the Irish people don't get enough uh, information of what's going on. So, yeah, I think it's very limited. And if they knew what was really going on behind the scenes, then, then they, they would be shocked, and they, they will, we, would get up. And I, I take as an example that Leo is in, in Davos today. Mm-hmm. And there will be meetings there. And there will be behind closed doors. Yep. And if you would ask for the Freedom of Information Act to see what he said there and as, as the Taoiseach of Ireland, then you won't get it. No. So whatever he's whatever he's saying there and promising to Klaus Schwab and the rest of the world because I said and Bill Gates even, and everybody else yeah yeah not 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 only that now one of the biggest one is there with a huge airplane and that's the the the, the, the leader of China mm-hmm. I mean yeah and 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 the I, point is if if they all come together and want to have a little chin wag that's fine but you and me and the rest of Europe is not allowed to what is said. And it's so dangerous that that 
that there is such limited information what's going on behind her backs. And the strongest people are there every year. Yeah. And then not to mention, and I mentioned it anyway, that, that Leo Brecker got a, got a training course from Klaus Schwab. Mm-hmm. And most leaders, Macron got a training course for, for being a young world leader. Um, and Lucinda Horn got a course, a, a training course for the young world leader. But we, we, we all know really, Barbara, what's behind that. Firstly, we, we, we obviously we, we understand the position of the, w, uh, the WEF, the World Economic Forum. But also we all know that these are world leaders who are setting themselves up for a job for the future. So it's, an, it's essentially a course in networking, isn't it? It's networking. That's what no, they're doing. Yeah, but they already, had, they already have the job that they, that they were trained to land in. Mm. And Leo and many other uh, 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 prime ministers of European countries, including Mark Rutte from, the, from, the, from Holland, they, it's, it's, it's already decided. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a tiptoeing uh, mm. you know, agenda that has been rolled off. And if... If the mainstream media would do their job and 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 investigate the journalism would be properly, um, you know, done and it would be properly uh, put to the Irish people what's going on, you know, with the green agenda, with the industry, uh, you name it, then people would say, hold on, I didn't vote for this, I didn't vote for this. But we have, we haven't voted for it. Most of us haven't voted for any of this. I mean, for example, in relation to immigration, you know, we should be putting it to a national vote. We should be asking people, even though it's not something that we need a referendum for, but we should be doing it because it is something that the Irish people should have a say in. Yeah, well, I see. I'm 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 actually not from Ireland. I'm living here for a long, long time, but I'm still with, you know, I'm 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 looking at the politics, what's going on in Holland, yeah. and in Holland, I, let me tell you this: they're about two steps ahead of you. So, they in Holland, the prime minister was already, you know, uh, be ticked on the fingers and and questions what he was doing in Davos for the last couple of years, and but they refused point blank. They like what you said. The lying, the 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 the, the misinformation. Like yes. Said. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no. Also, but the lying that you said uh, that he is saying um, uh, what you said about him uh, about immigrants and stuff, and then just and now he's putting it in the newspaper. Well, he's the biggest misinformation person <laughs> on the Absolutely. highest seat, anyway. That doesn't make sense. He's telling everyone else not to be putting out misinformation and accusing certain sections of the media of misinforming him. And in fact, he's the one who's doing most of the misinforming, it seems. Uh, Barbara, thank you for that. Let me go to uh, Brian is next. Then I go to Peter. Brian, hi. How are you? Hi, Noel. How are you? Good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you too, Brian. Brian, the original question is, are we doing enough? I mean, it's all well and good blaming the government constantly all the time. They're working for us, so it's up to us to do something. And I don't mean going out wrecking the place, but certainly, you know, peace and protest. Are we doing enough? I, it, it's, I'm not torn at that point, I am, honestly. It's a case of, I know Ireland's trying to do its best, but at the same time, we have to, I hate the phrase, for our own, but you know what I mean. It's just one of those things, we need to balance it all off nicely, not in an aggressive way, not in an aggressive protest way and all this crap that goes on at times, but just be good and be proper people and to, lack of a better word, be good Christians. I'm not 
I'm not a devout Christian at all, but you know what I mean? Just for just a phrase to use that people would like associate with. Mm. So if we can't change who ends up in government, which realistically we can't. Yes, can, exactly. Can we not change how those who end up in government think? In other words, the, the policies that they will bring in. And the only way for us to do that, you know, is to protest or to let them know that we're not happy with the policies they have. Yes, I agree. I agree, and I also disagree at the same time. But because like it's also who gets in. It's always the same people to get in at the same time. And I'm not getting that. As I go, the parties, political side is a completely different aspect. But it's just one of those weird things that just it all just happens, and basically we have to like go. Well, you're stuck with it. All right. Listen. Thank you for that. Let me just go to Peter Julie. Hi, Peter. How are you? Hi, Noel. How are you? Thank you, Brian. Peter, people are kind of missing my point today that no matter who we vote for, the same parties are going to get into government. And even if they don't, they're all the same anyway. So the only way to change things is by telling the parties how we want them to represent us. And we're not doing that, are we? Well, I think a couple of points on that. I think you have to ask fundamentally the question of where power really lies in our society. Like, uh, recently, uh, MVP for Fine Gael, actually, Sean Kelly, was looking to come back to Ireland. They were look- actually looking to, to get him to go in the Dáil elections. And he said, no. He said, why should I? He said, because 70% of the uh, legislation comes from Europe. So essentially, our sovereignty has been sold off to, to Europe, to Brussels. We can see that now with uh, Leo, for instance, in Davos now for the week, instead of coming back and actually standing in front of the people uh, that, he's, that elected him, to answer the questions that are facing people, look, we see this, this, the scenes in Ross Gray today, you see all the... Huge know, but he wrote a letter. He, he obviously was sitting on the plane when he wrote, on his private jet while he wrote the letter to the Irish Independent. So he wrote a letter to the Irish Independent, which was riddled with misinformation, by the way. Well, that, that's it. But he's going to this World Economic Forum this week and the whole, the whole uh, emphasis of re- this uh, World Economic Forum is rebuilding trust and it's to tackle Build disinformation. Build back better. Isn't that what they say? Build but, back but better. Before, yeah, but this, this, actually <laughs> one, this conference is going to be called Rebuilding Trust and it's about attacking the media, attacking freedom of speech, attacking freedom of expression and trying to get, get his orders, essentially, how we can come back and implement them in Ireland. And you can't look at all the stuff in isolation. Or everything's connected. The hate speech legislation, face, facial recognition technology, all the rest of the stuff that's going on in Irish society now as well. It's all, de- it's all designed to keep us quiet so we don't disagree anymore. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's really to try and control our rights. Like, you know, if, if, the, if the, the really erosion of our democratic rights, like even our Irish constitution, Article 6 of our constitution states that we have the final appeal to decide all, all, all policies of national uh, all decisions and questions of national policy. So basically, look at the migration issue. 75% of people, as you said in one of the polls, 70% in the Amoric poll said they were fundamentally, said there should be limits placed and there's enough taking in refugees. And you see the state implementing those policies regardless and thinking, well, listen, we don't care what the people think. We'll just go ahead and do what uh, our masters are telling us to do and we don't give it on. And that's really who they serve. They go to Dáil Air and it becomes like a punch and duty show, really, where people sound off and they have very little power because their power is being completely eroded and sold off to bureaucrats and very many. So you don't, so you don't believe they have the ability to change. In other words, if we go back well, eight years ago, change, well, yeah. well, if we go back eight years ago when they tried to implement water charges, and eighty thousand people walked down O'Connell Street, and within a few days they suddenly turned around and said, "Okay, we understand you're not happy about that. We're going to abolish that idea." You don't believe that can happen anymore. You don't no, believe. It no, it, no, it, it, I actually know. I, 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 I'll just explain what's really going on. That's really my first point to you. But, was, but uh, do we, they well, have the ability? Can, you said they're answerable to Europe, but do they, do, well, they well, still have can, the ability to change, to change their minds, don't they? Yeah, well, we can change it. How we change things in society and history has always shown us we change 
things from below, change things from communities coming together, people coming together and, and from the streets and organising and saying, no, we're not accepting this. And actually beyond that, we should be looking at creating a vision for an Irish society that we're all proud of, a democratic society, an independent state, a sovereign state, where the needs of people are met, like the needs around housing, the housing and homeless disaster. One man died in the streets of Dublin next week, last week. When was the last person that actually stood up and said, uh, this is outrageous, that's happening on their own doorstep for years and they're ignoring it. We see the migration issue that's creating huge chaos around the country, the liberty by the government's policies, dividing people and people's concerns aren't being listened to, they've been ignored, they've been smeared, they've been tarred uh, and they're genuine people with genuine concerns because of lack of services, lack of facilities and they're being ignored. They're being ignored on all the issues, look at the health disaster, a million people in hospital waiting list in our society, we don't have a dignified civilised society. We should have a society that people are respected, people have a democratic right to, to, to voice their opinion and as well the power to recall people. Like the vote every five years is not very democratic, Noel. And the vote the same people in. And they, like Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael came together again uh, after a hundred years essentially sort of apart uh, in the last number of years as well. And we saw the Green Party with them as well. And then we have Sinn Féin who were like more of the same, who said we're going to vote for change because we've had a hundred years of them. So give us a chance to, to steer the ship and follow the same policies that Europe will tell us to do. But people can change things if we come together and actually stand up in our communities like they're doing in Ross Grey. And you can see the heavy-handed law response to people who have genuine concerns in their communities with, about facilities and coming in and actually trying to smash through legitimate protesters this isn't democratic. I, I believe, I, I haven't got an update, but I believe somebody was on to us already and said there was an update on what's happening in Ross Gray and I believe the guards obviously have got, have got heavy-handed now. It's disgraceful. These people were out there peacefully protesting during, you know, for, for genuine reasons, just a lack of facilities, lack of services in their communities and they're not being listened to. They have genuine reasons for being there. And, like, they, 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 you know, where, where does it stop? But, but unfortunately, they just, they just get tired of the same brush or oh, they're all right-wing loonies. But I mean, should the government even suggest, going back a while ago, you know, that it was a right-wing myth to suggest that people were destroying their, you know, documentation on airlines and aircraft, when RTE themselves actually only this weekend put out a news story suggesting that 75% of people coming in to Dublin Airport had no documentation. Now, those people had documentation getting onto the plane. So are RTE now part of the right-wing? Maybe <laughs> uh, well, the last ones part, be part of the right wing. Well, RTE are part. Well, do you know what? We're moving into this corporate fascism. That's where we're moving into in, in Ireland. And the thing is, RTE are, are essentially propaganda. So I was on RTE about, about a year ago. I'll give you an example. When I was there, they invited me on a show to speak about the housing crisis. And they get, brought me on and they nearly cut me off as soon as I started speaking about it, about the reality of what's facing people. Because you don't want to listen to the truth. They have their set parameters what you can discuss in that debate. And if you can't, if you go outside those parameters, well then we, we can't have that on. We can't we can't uh, discuss that. And unfortunately, so many that's what they're talking about this stuff with the World Economic Forum this week and all the stuff that's happening in our society. The attack on freedom of speech and the attack on you know even with the new regulator for the uh, the broadcast this new broadcasting commission mm-hmm. in, to try and tackle commission them on people, yeah people people facing. Uh, basically, given your basic constitutional right for freedom of expression, I might necessarily agree with everything you say. I'm sure you mightn't agree with everything I say, but I, I, I fundamentally stand by your point to actually say it, Noel. Uh, like anybody else, like people should stand up for anybody to have their their their, their say heard. And if people are being silenced or smeared, and if and if so many people are afraid to speak out because of the issues uh, facing them, and the real thing in Ireland as well, it's a lot of people in Ireland. Like today, a report came out from Oxfam. One, the top 1% in Ireland have a third of the wealth in Ireland. That's the people we should be focused on. And that's who the government actually represent. That's who they always look after. At the weekend, there was a report 
in the business post that Sinn Féin have travelled across the United States to say to all the big corporations to say, there's nothing to fear from a Sinn Féin government. We're going to keep the corporation tax rates the same. Uh, we're, not going to, we're not going to tackle the big corporate power in our society. Uh, rather than actually saying, well, hang on, we should be standing up for the interests of ordinary people. And we've seen the big corporates ruin Irish society to a massive extent over the globalisation and all the rest of it in oil, like you've seen with the housing disaster, with the vulture funds, and all the rest of the stuff that's gone on in Ireland. We need to stand up for Ireland. And in Ireland, we're all proud. If not in Ireland, that's going to be sold off down the Swanee to, uh, to Europe or to any unelected technocrats like Schwab in, the, in, the, in Davos. Like, Varadkar should be here standing in front of the people today Rep, uh, standing up and being asked questions after a month's holiday. I was going to say, after his month's holiday, you'd, you'd imagine he'd stay here for a little while, wouldn't you? Well, absolutely, and take questions from people. All the crises we have here, the homeless crisis, the health disaster, the migration issue, at least face up to the questions and it all and, and respond to the questions and have the face. Instead of being over in Davos contemplating on how we can shut us all up. Yeah, I, 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 I get you. I, I understand that, Peter. Peter, thanks for that. Let me go to Sean finally on this. Finally, Sean, hi, how are you? Hi, how's it going? Um, yeah, I just want to let everybody know that there is a protest happening, and it's happening Wednesday, the 17th, in Leinster House at noon. And that's against everything from the health services to the immigration. To, it's everything, everything that's happening. Okay, and who's, organi- so who, who's organising that protest? I don't exactly know, but I know that the protest is going ahead. Um, okay, well, people can, yeah, can inquire about it or yeah, maybe so look on Twitter. Yeah, when, Wednesday, the 17th, at noon at Leinster House. Yeah, and then also, I was also reading over about the Treason Act 1939, and by all means, if you actually dig deep into it, Leo Blacker is committing treason by levying with another state to try overthrow this state. And when by having meetings behind closed doors that the Irish public do not know about, it's it would be considered treason. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? So yeah. therefore, no, no, I, no, I, no, I, understand, I understand the point you're making. And, and, and then any, any conspiracy towards treason also incites an investigation into treason. Do you think the Irish people have lost their battle? They have, yeah. I've been at nearly every protest. And it's, it's absolutely mental because you do get people coming out, but then it's the time of the day. And then you also have to think about people want to protest on the weekend. But if you protest on the weekend, it's not going to do nothing. You know what I mean? Because you're not doing that. The, the whole place needs to be like at a standstill. They need to shut down. If every Irish person in this country has a problem with it, they all need to call in sick for work, go out on a certain day, make a plan and absolutely stick to it. If there's no point in the protest outside these asylum seeker premises where they're trying to convert them into asylum or IPS centres. Mm-hmm. Take that idea that you're going to stay there as long as it takes and move, move it to the doll or move it to lens the house and stay there. Camp outside there. You can't move everybody. They don't understand that we outnumber them. We outnumber the government. And they're afraid of that. That's the point. So, look, for the fact is... Oh, sorry. Oh, I do apologise. Yeah, sorry, I do apologise. There was just a video playing in the background there. I do apologise. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, and I was just going to get out of, like, they should be, people should be standing on the ground and going out. We outnumber them. They have to listen to us. And we are the people of the state. We also had a law there back in 2014 about anchor babies, if mm. you've read up into it, yeah. where nobody can use that as a citizenship to get into Ireland. That has not been followed through either. And that is put into law. And then therefore... You also well, I, well, I, well, I, well I, I think it is in law. I mean, you, you cannot claim citizenship based on the fact that you're born in this country. Yeah, yeah but it is in law. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. 73% of people voted yes to put that into law. Yeah. 
Oh, well, listen, I, I got to thank you for that. Thank you for coming on the air, and I appreciate it, Sean. Thank you very much indeed. And I hope to hear from you again. Unfortunately, I've run out of time. Uh, some of the texts in question are coming in. Um, let me see. The big time to make the government answerable to the people uh, is just coming up, somebody says. Let's hope and pray citizens vote for major change. Um, Mike says, Irish elections are on in June 2024, six months from now. He said the EU elections are June. We know all that, Mike. Uh, and the general elections before March 2025. The general elections most likely before the end of the year. Hi, now three years is enough to turn a small country in the right direction. If not, out you go and cut the big pensions and salaries. Bring them back to earth a bit, says James on WhatsApp. James, a lot of people are saying that we should change it from five years to three years. By the way, in relation to those protests, which I think are happening in Ross Cray at the moment, just to show you a little video of what's going on there at the moment. It's very, it's very narrow there, so you'll be able to see it. But you can see, there's only a small amount of protesters. I have never seen so many guards in my life for a small amount of protesters. That's probably I mean, it just seems like a ridiculous uh, show of force. Now, I'm not suggesting the people shouldn't be peaceful, uh, but a larger protest, you know, down O'Connell Street of 70 or 80,000 peaceful protesters would certainly show that people mean business. Because this is ridiculous. This is happening all over the country. And the Garda Shikana, I don't blame the men and women of the Garda Shikana, by the way. They're told to do that. Although there is an argument that was just doing my job. Uh, but they're told to go out there and do that. They're told, listen, go out there and don't let the protesters get near the building. That's what they're told to do. That's just their job. Although, again, as I said to you, people say, you know, I'm just following orders. doesn't work as an excuse. Anyway, it is shocking to see that sort of show of force against a small amount of people. Uh, and it just goes to show you the government are not listening. And as I said already, there's an Amorak poll which said over 77% of people decided or believe that we're letting in too many people. There's 75% according to a Red Sea poll said we're letting in too many people, but the government are ignoring it. And then you have the arseholes who are online going, all are welcome. All are not welcome. That's a ridiculous statement. Because realistically, what, would you welcome a murderer? A paedophile? What are you, what, what are you welcoming? Everybody, everybody from the world just come to Ireland? Are you going to pay for it? <sighs> Realistically, do you think we have enough taxes, enough money in this country to be paying for it? Last year, we spent between four and five billion on immigration in this country. Four and five billion. Because everybody has to be supported. The majority of people that have come to this country over the last two years are not working. They're not contributing anything to society. And even when they do, many are unskilled. They get minimum wage jobs, which means they still have to be supported by the state. We can't continue that. We have an immigration process. And if people, skilled workers, want to come to the country, and some unskilled workers want to come to the country because they're always necessary in retail and hospitality and other places like that as well, but skilled workers working for big corporates as well, they're all welcome. We welcome diversity. This idea that you're kind of racist or something like that if you don't agree with the free-for-all that we have at the moment. Sure, a hospital service and health service would be nothing without immigration. We need immigration into this country. We don't have enough workers. They're a vital part of our economy. But this idea by Neil Richmond that you conflate the two and use those to say that, oh, well, you agree with those, well, you must agree with everything. You don't have to agree with everything because everything is reckless. What the government are doing at the moment is reckless, absolutely reckless. And they're not listening to the people anymore. They've stopped listening. And Barbara was right, by the way. Leo has gone over to Davos, to the World Economic Forum, where the point of discussion this year in the World Economic Forum is how to control the media, how to control people, and how to control what people say. Misinformation or disinformation. When the perpetrators of disinformation and misinformation seemingly are the government themselves. They're the ones who are telling all the lies. 
And all, all that happens is that divides people. It becomes divisive. It's a shocking situation we're living in. I worry for the future of Ireland. If we continue to have more of this and this gets worse, we need to stand up as a people and tell the government, you work for us. We decide the policies that come into this country. We are the people. We have a, de a democracy and you're democratically elected to work for us. And when your local politicians don't stand with you shoulder to shoulder, when the majority of people in a town, for example, decide they don't want something, well, then you need to get them out in the next election. And you need to call them out for what they're doing. Because their job, you voted for them, and their job is to support you. Not in everything you do, obviously. Some things are wrong. But their job is to support the people. And when you've got a small town and somebody says, we're bringing in 200 refugees tomorrow, and you have no GP services, no healthcare no uh, education and you don't have enough services to those people and you have a genuine concern about the safety of people in the area with a huge influx of the population or increase in population overnight in a small town, you have a right to be concerned. And if a local politician doesn't stand with you, well, they're an arsehole. Because all they're doing then is looking forward to their big job. They're not working for you anymore. They're now working for the government. They're working for Leo and Michal. Anyway, we shall talk to you again tomorrow. By the way, please don't forget to support the show. This is a platform we give you every day. And as you heard, everybody come on today. I said very little. The callers are the ones who do all the talking. You come on every single day and you have your say. It's your platform, your freedom to speak. We will continue to do that if we can afford to. And the only way we can afford to is by you supporting us. Thank you to all of those people who support us, by the way, on a regular basis, who go on and subscribe on our website. We make no money from streaming it live every day. As you can see, it's free. You're watching it now. It's not costing you any money. So please do support us. Go onto the website and either subscribe or you can donate if you want to. If it's just a one-off payment you want to make, anything from 500 to 5 million. I don't care. But we don't get paid for doing this. So any money we get just goes in to cover some of the costs. We don't even cover those. We want to get to a point where we can at least cover the cost to continue doing it. And we also have room to improve. We have a plan, but we can't implement the plan unless we can get money out of it. So please help us to do that. Help us to provide that platform for you. For you, Do it now. Go to our website, nileboylan.com, and in an hour's time, this podcast will be on the website. You can watch it or you can listen to it. Thank you to everybody for supporting us. Don't forget, by the way, I will be talking to Sharon Kyogen, Senator Sharon Kyogen, a little bit later on about the EU Immigration Pact, as well as the referendum. I'll be interviewing her just after three o'clock today. And we will put that out on podcast a little bit later on and tomorrow as well. So keep watching our Twitter account, our Facebook account. Make sure you share it with your friends and go to our website as well. And you can see that interview a little bit later on today. Until then, have a great day. We'll talk to you again later or tomorrow, should I say, at 12 o'clock, same time. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.